My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about... Friends, welcome to episode 100 of Why Bloody Valentine. I'm Rich and I'm here with Carolyn. Hi. And we watched Forrest Gump. This is the second ungodly long movie we've watched in two days. The first was Oppenheimer, which was longer. Well, then you picked a longer movie for fun, so you can't even yell at me about this being long. Correct. I'm not yelling at you. The movie was, what, two hours and 22 minutes? Yes. So 144 minutes, but you guys liked that it was 222. Mm-hmm. So this podcast could get long. I can't start rambling on about Oppenheimer, which did have a boob count. So did this. You don't count boobs if we're not doing it on the podcast. I know, and I did not. I would say four, though, in Oppenheimer, but that's just off the top of my head. I just said not to. But I didn't. That was a guess. So we'll get into the cast of Forrest Gump. First up, you may have heard of him, is Tom Hanks. I've heard of him. Tom Hanks is amazing. Well, I would say he was amazing. We all know that, right? That Tom Hanks, for the longest time, was can't miss. He was similar to Denzel Washington in that way. Mm -hmm. For different reasons, of course. I would say it was a guaranteed decent movie to watch up until Castaway. Castaway was the last of them that you had to watch, Tom Hanks movies. Mm -hmm. After that, he's like Captain Phillips and Captain fucking Sully who landed that plane in the river. Those ones are kind of missable. I'm not going to name all his movies, though. I'll just ask you what your favorite one of them is. You want me to look up all Tom Hanks movies and figure out which one's my favorite? I would just go off the top of your head. I... Don't I don't I don't know things. They don't stay in my brain. Well, I will name what are probably my two favorite of the Tom Hanks movies. Not including this one, of course. This one might actually just be your favorite Tom Hanks movie. It might. Mine is either The Money Pit, which is hilarious. Yeah. Or A League of Their Own. Shit. So now you have a choice to make. And I said A League of Their Own second, and I mentioned this might be your favorite for this reason. I love that movie. So which one do you like more? Probably A League of Their Own. And can't argue with it. I might like A League of Their Own more, too. As far as baseball movies go, everybody always says, like, oh, Field of Dreams, Field of Dreams, or The Natural. A League of Their Own might be the best baseball movie. Yeah. Like it it doesn't get talked about like that, but it's I like it better than Field of Dreams, which is just sad. I've seen Field of Dreams one time. I've seen League of Their Own twenty. Yeah, there is very little replay value in Field of Dreams unless you want to be sad. Whereas there's tons like of replay value. Marley and me. 
Huh? Like watching Marley yeah, and me? Yeah, you watch Marley and me once. Unless you want to cry over a dog. Yeah. Like if your dog dies, you can watch Marley and me again. I think you've had enough dog death. You probably don't even need to watch Marley and me then. Okay. But A League of Their Own is eminently rewatchable. But I have weird taste when it comes to baseball movies. My two favorite baseball movies are A League of Their Own and Major League, which is not a serious movie. But it is damn funny. I liked Angels in the Outfield. Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> I liked that one when I was a kid. Angels in the Outfield is a movie. That's the one where he goes, No matter who we play, we give the game away. Because we can't win. That would be a sin. We lose the games before they begin. Right? So, you didn't like the movie, but you're going to sing a song from it. I didn't say I didn't like the movie. I just say as a film, it might not be the best one. But it had Christopher Lloyd in it, so I liked it. I saw it at the Vicky, which was torn down from a Rite Aid parking lot. I saw it so many times, I don't even know. Next up, Robin Wright as Jenny, the villain of the movie. She, too, has been in you some... You think Jenny's the villain? I don't think you can deny that Jenny's the villain of this movie. Oh, my there God. There is... There is some question, I guess, as to whether Jenny's the villain of this movie, but she is. Okay. If there is a villain of the movie, who else could it be? There, there doesn't have to be a villain. There has to be a protagonist and an antagonist. It, it's just a story. It is just a story. So she's been in Wonder Woman, The Princess Bride, and The New Blade Runner. The fav- My favorite of those movies is The Princess Bride, obviously. But this has got to be her peak. (laughs) I'm Indigo Montoya. I love that fucking movie. I've never read the book. I wonder if it's good. I loved the book. And you didn't like the movie? Well, I watched the movie after I I read the book. Is the book good? Yeah, it's really good. Is it? Is it better? Is it way better than the movie? It's better than the book. I mean, the book is better than the movie. Is it? I should read it. Do we own it? I, I think I read it on, um. Kindle Unlimited. Mm, so maybe it's still free there. Might be. Well, then, I will have to check out Kindle Unlimited to see if The Princess Bride if is If I ever there. have a choice, though, I always read the book before I watch a movie. That's probably the way to go. Especially since they often change stuff in the movie anyway. Yeah, and you also get more information. I mean, can you imagine only watching the Harry Potter movies? No, if you... There get... are characters in the books they don't even put in the movie. If you gave me a choice between watching the Harry Potter movies, or if you gave me a choice between one lives, one dies, the movies die. Because mm-hmm. they're not even all good. Mm-hmm. The books are all good. And the characters are far more fleshed out in the books. Even though I don't think we're supposed to like J.K. Rowling now because she's transphobic. Yeah. Like, I ain't gonna let that that fucking lady ruin something I like. That's true. There are some questionable parts of the books, like um, the house elves are slaves, and yeah. everyone's cool with it, <laughs> yeah. except Hermione, who is not cool with it, and she is on the right side of the argument. She is, she is the best character. Okay. We are getting off on way too many tangents for such a long okay. movie. Okay. Sally Field has to be a mention because she's been on the podcast before with Steel Magnolias, where she also played a mom. If you want to hear more about her, check out that episode. How's that for cutting some time? Okay. We also got to mention Haley Joe Osment, too, for the same reason. 
He's Forrest Gump Jr. in this, but he's definitely most well-known for The Sixth Sense. He's his dead people. Again, want to know more about him? Check out that episode of the podcast, The Sixth Sense. So you got two podcasts to listen to, Steel Magnolias and The Sixth Sense. Let's get those numbers up, baby. Didn't I pick all of those? You did pick both of those, yes. Look at me go. Shh. Last up is Gary Sinise, who has to be mentioned it for nothing else than his great charity work he's done based on this role. So all of the charity work he's done since then is based on his role as Lieutenant Dan in this movie. The Lieutenant Dan Band and the Gary Sinise Foundation have raised over $300 million for wounded veterans, first responders, and their families. Wow. That is a fuckload of money. Wow. And he seems like the greatest guy in the whole world, yeah, he too. His band has played, like, over 400 shows for the troops, like USO, all that shit. He went to Iraq. Mm-hmm. He raised money for the children of Iraq. Just wow. Great actor, better human being, apparently. I say that. And I say that with caution because everybody's a monster if you just give them time. So as of this date, he's an awesome dude. All right. (laughs) Unless we find out more. In three years when we find out he was trafficking children or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. This doesn't count then. Since. From what we know. All your heroes are monsters. Kill all your idols because they're the worst. (sighs) We could talk about this cast all day, but we will not. Because a feather is falling from heaven in a quiet, quiet, quaint town. This isn't really a town. It's Savannah, Georgia, right? Oh. The feather falls in Savannah when he's on the bench. Right. And it ends up in Greenbow, Alabama. You will not. That is not the last time you'll hear that. No. I'm going to say it a lot. She said it so much during the movie. Honestly, it's adorable. I like it. So the feather takes quite the journey before ending up at the muddy feet of Forrest Gump, and he's going to keep this feather in a Curious George book in his briefcase, a briefcase filled with memories of his life, Mm -hmm. including things that could, like, prove his story when people are like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Well, the only one thought it was bullshit was that one dude. Yeah, and old white guys are the worst. Yeah. So you don't really have to listen to him. Like, that guy's probably in Congress. Yeah. So what does he fucking know? Our first guest arrive. First guest arrives. A nurse. I think she's a nurse. She looked nursey. Yeah. I do have to mention she's black. Oh yeah, you have to mention that because of how he says. Otherwise, <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't have it in my notes at all. But eventually, he says something that makes this awkward. So this is a black woman. He offers her chocolate. Life is like a box of chocolates. Never know what you're gonna get. You learn that a lot in this movie. Mm-hmm. Now it's bullshit, though, because they tell you what the chocolates are. And that little fucking card on the top. Yeah. Fuckers. I don't think they should. <laughs> I think people should live a little dangerously every now and then. He likes her shoes, but her feet hurt. Yeah. They don't look like good shoes. His shoes, muddy, look more comfortable. They're a pair of nice Nike running shoes. Which... He just got back from running. You think they're the ones Jenny got him? He went through quite a few shoes. Not in those two a fucking sure. chance. <laughs> Not a chance. He just kept buying the same pair of shoes, which is very much on brand for him, I think. Yeah. This lady is not terribly interested in any of his rambling. She reads almost the whole time. Yeah. We learn about his magic shoes and how he's named after the guy that founded the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. Which is why you need to know this is a black woman. She doesn't even care. She really doesn't. Because she's not even paying attention to this guy. She just wants him to shut up. She yeah. wants to sit on her bench and be alone. So this is young Forrest. His his house is amazing. Mm-hmm. I would live there 
today, no questions asked. Okay. Not even a chance. Like, that's what I want. Like, the Southerners did a lot wrong, but those, like, plantation-type houses... You want a plantation house in Alabama. But that's where you not in Alabama. <laughs> we don't even go to fucking Alabama now with their bullshit that they're pulling. I wanted to go to the coast of Alabama. I'll never go to that fucking state. Okay. Let's pick a different state where it's... They have those houses. Okay. South Carolina, maybe. Okay. Do they have them in North Carolina? Plantation houses? Yeah, but they're not quite like they are down there. That's not as, like, antebellum south. And I don't want a plantation or anything like that. I I want, like, a lot of land. Okay. But I don't want to farm it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't want people to do it for free for you? (laughs) Certainly not. Okay. Not even if they volunteer. In fact, if you, if you start your cult and they are all worshiping you, you still don't want them to. Well, they'd be. Pay- oh, okay. Now they'd be paying me quiet. to live there. It sounds like a fair trade. Okay. <laughs> Free room and board. Spiritual enlightenment. The chance to be near me. Mm-hmm. Their messiah. Mm-hmm. I don't see a problem here. But his house is basically a hostel for transients. That's how they make their money because his father left. Yeah. He's on vacation. Yeah. Yeah, she puts a weird sense of what vacation is in this boy's mind. And he has an IQ of 75, so it's not great to do. Yeah. It's where you go somewhere and you never come back. He's too dumb for public school, which is an absurd thought to me. Like, that's what public school is for. For, for everybody. the dummies? No, for everybody. You can't be too dumb for public school. I mean, I guess they have special education, like, classes, classes at stuff. the school. They don't send you to a different school anymore, I don't think, right? Mm-hmm. Well, depends on how bad it is, I guess. I mean, I guess if it's extremely severe and you need, like, really intensive special help, then okay, but he doesn't. Yeah. He's just kind of slow, and he walks funny, because he has... Special shoes. Special shoes. For his crooked back. Crooked like a question mark. Crooked as a politician. So Mrs. Gump is going to do what any good mother would do. She's going to fuck the principal. And around that time, I had to go pee. And while I was in the bathroom, our kid came in and told you about her grades at school. (laughs) She was like, oh, I got 100 on this test in that class that I'm failing, Dad. And you're like, okay, good. That's great. She's like, I'm still failing. And you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) And she left and you said you were going to have to fuck her teacher (laughs) to get her better grade in this class. And I would. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what she looks like. I don't care. It's a dude. (laughs) Okay, I'll close my eyes. I thought she got a new teacher. That's a real pain in the ass. At least it will be. All teachers should be people that I would fuck. Just for this. He He does make fun of him. Yep. It's bad. I'm surprised he even let him into that school. Because I'd be making fun of him at the school. Your mama sure does care about your schooling, boy. So the house is always packed. People always coming and going. Mostly coming. Har har. This is when we... You don't like my jokes. Well, you already said it last night. This is when we meet our first famous person, Elvis Presley. And this is when Forrest teaches Elvis to dance. Yes. Because he can't dance. So Elvis... Elvis's signature dancing is not being able to dance. Mm -hmm. Which... Looking at it now as someone who... We see just... Pretty regularly, unbelievable dancers. 
mm-hmm. like on TikTok, mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Instagram, on Twitter, on social media, on TV, the best dancers, just random fucking people that you'd never even heard of on your TikTok, like that guy that I sent you the TikTok dancing in front yeah. of the security guards. Unbelievable. Like, you should pay him for that performance, those security Is your guards. point here that Elvis couldn't dance? Not at all. He couldn't fucking dance. That's not dancing. Well, he could sing. He's just throwing his cock around. Could he sing? There ain't no more hound all. Well, it's not better than you. Barely. <laughs> Elvis Presley is the most overrated musician ever, I think. He's king. Mm-hmm. Must be hard being a king. <laughs> My fucking God. You do know the whole movie. <laughs> you do. It's time for school. Predictably, the kids are not great to him. Can't sit here. Which is repeated throughout his life. But we meet Jenny here. It's the most beautiful thing he had ever seen yes in the whole wide world continued to be that forever for him so she's actually nice to Forrest, and that's part of the reason why he's so infatuated there because she's pretty much the only person that was ever nice to him up until this point besides mm-hmm. his mother mm-hmm. they were best good friends yeah and like the adults in this, friend. eventually the adults in this town would bully Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. like for being crippled mm-hmm. it's like guys what are you fucking doing bullying a crippled child He's just a dad. Are you allowed idiot. to say crippled? I don't think so anymore. It's not politically correct. But I'm not saying it pejoratively. So should I say handicapped? I, I don't know. I don't know what we're allowed to say. Yeah, see, I don't know either. Often. Yeah. It's really fucking confusing. And I'm not even that old. Right. And I'm like pretty yeah, we're in not tune. being boomer here. Like, I don't know I'm what pretty I'm supposed in tune to say. I can't say anything. To no, the I children. Just, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Right. But I don't know what to say. It's hard. That's what they call them in the movie, so I think it's okay. Crippled. I'll try not to anymore, just in case. He gets pelted with some rocks, and he just kind of takes it for a little bit. But it's time to run, and the kids are chasing him on their bikes. He breaks the braces and runs like the wind blows. Hey, that's my line. Sorry, can I quote the movie at all? The difference here is that you're quoting it after you wrote it down. I'm quoting it from my memory, which we all know is a real shitty memory. But I remember my Forrest Gump quotes. You do. So he is on real cardio, right, for a guy that has never run in his life? Mm-hmm. He fucking runs everywhere. Right, nothing wrong with his legs. No, but, but his cardio would have suffered, I would hope, by now. So now we find out why Jenny didn't want to go home, because her, her, her father is a fucking monster. Probably After molested he got her. those braces off his legs, anywhere he went, he was running. I'm sorry. I didn't write that down, so I didn't say it. Thankfully. So that's now, that's why his cardio is so good. Because ever since then, he was running. 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 But yes, poor Jenny. So she was at least getting beaten. She was almost surely being molested. Yeah, because he said he was always touching them. So this is a book, Forrest Gump. There's two books. Okay. I don't know how good they are, and I don't know how much more in-depth they go. Maybe you should read it. Maybe. I don't like reading the books after I watch the movies. She gets sent to live with her grandmother in, like, a trailer, and not, not like, a double-wide. Like a fucking Gulfstream or whatever the hell they're called. Yeah. Like one of those trailers you pull behind your car. Yeah. I always kind of... 
Like, you talked about living in a trailer growing up or whatever. And I look at them and I'm like, that doesn't seem like a trailer. They don't seem like they go anywhere. They look like little houses, little rectangle houses. So I think of a trailer, I think of this thing. I mean, they got there on wheels. They take them off. Sure, but I guess, but it just doesn't seem like a trailer. Those things seem like trailers. Okay. Teenage Forrest had graduated from running from bullies and bikes to bullies and trucks. He runs right through the fucking football practice. In fact, he runs all the way to Alabama University to play under the great coach, Bear Bryant. Mm-hmm. And he's dumb as a box of rocks, but he sure is fast. And he's there when that epic scumbag George Wallace tries to stop integration. or seg- Yeah, integration. Mm-hmm. Desegregation. At Alabama. Mm-hmm. And he's nice. He picks up the, the black girl's book that she dropped. Mm-hmm. And there is this trend this movie to me is for what it is okay like it's a very family values movie like he's forrest gump is a family values good guy upsetting citizen it's very apolitical there's a ton of politics in this movie mm-hmm. and he partakes in almost none of it at least on purpose right he's just an honest guy but there is a trend here that calls this a conservative movie i don't think that's the case I don't think Forrest Gump is liberal or conservative. He really, they really go way out of their way to not show him have any political opinions whatsoever. Right. The, the like the only political thing he did was join the military. And the, that's arguably not political. Right. I mean, and a lot of those dudes were getting drafted. Yeah. Bubba was drafted. He did not join. Right. So. Like he joined in the middle of a draft. So. I think the only political tilt this movie has at all maybe and i don't think it was intentional was that forrest gump led this enriching wonderful life even though he wasn't the smartest in the world because he was upright and honest and moral whereas jenny had this disaster life because she was always involved in liberal causes but i i don't think that was the intention of the movie, mm-hmm. but it's the only real political thing I can get out of this movie because I feel like more that's more of a if you're surrounded by good, good, you know, happens. And... Yeah. And he's just good. Yeah. And she's just chaotic. Yeah. They're just those two archetypes. And honestly, Forrest Gump himself, when he is faced with any political stance or anything like that. He doesn't necessarily take a side, and if he does take a side, it's generally just being a decent person. Mm-hmm. So, like this scene where he picks up the black girl's book, he doesn't make any value judgment on. Right when he was like, "What's going on?" and they're like, "Oh, the black people want to go here." He's like, "They do." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's just surprised. Like, he's like, whatever. Yeah, he doesn't care, and he's nice to the black girl, mm-hmm. and. He doesn't really shit on George Wallace, who should be shit on, like, mm-hmm. but he also doesn't, like, make it seem like it's any sort of tragedy when he's shot, either. Mm-hmm. Someone else didn't think it was a good idea, mm-hmm. <laughs> so they shot him. Mm-hmm. So I think this is an extremely apolitical movie that people try to make political, because if you're a liberal, you can kind of do it, too. You could say that. 
oh, Forrest Gump was open-minded. His best friend was a black guy. All that shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's not, I don't think. And I'm one to look for politics in all kinds of movies and like capitalism sucks and all that shit. I don't see it at all in this movie. So the nurse's bus has arrived and a mother with her child take her place. So he picks up the story right where he left off with zero context of what led to this. Mm -hmm. He's just like, you missed the first three chapters. Fuck you. It's fine. It is fine. It's a good story. Because the story's for us. Jenny is at a girl's school. Forrest goes to visit and beats the shit out of her boyfriend, which will be a recurring theme in this movie. Mm-hmm. And they all deserve it, so. Did he? Well, she said, ow. But, I mean, was he, like, hurting her on purpose, or was it? I don't know. I mean, they, they were, were making out They were making car. out, but she said, ow, you're hurting me. Oh. That's why he went over right. there. He is the protector here. Yeah. This is a trend throughout the movie, and it's easy to be her protector because she always, always needs protecting. Needs yeah. protecting. yeah constantly but that happens too once you like it's like one out of every five women are or is it three out of every five women have been sexually assaulted and it seems like i know all just, of them it well it just keeps happening to those people like yeah. it's not usually just a one-time thing no i don't think it is i don't think the number can be that high and it only be a one-time thing there's just too much of it out there Jenny wants to be famous. Forrest Gump is so near fame constantly, but never even considers being famous. He doesn't even give a fuck. And I don't know if it's because of his mental capabilities or if he's just that humble. He don't really care. Although he sure does spend a lot of time talking about all the shit he did. It's one in five. I wanted to look it up. I didn't want That's to be still wrong. 20 fucking percent. That's so many. So he uh he got to touch her boob for protecting her. Yeah, and it made him fucking dizzy. And it made him come on her roommate's bathrobe. Who she doesn't like anyway. Yeah, it's fine. Did not write it down, baby. <laughs> Forrest is an all-American. That means you get to meet the president. President one is John Fitzgerald Kennedy. His favorite part, which would also be your favorite part, because I can't imagine you'd give a fuck about meeting the president... Is he all got 15 Dr. Peppers. All that, all Dr. that free Pepper. Dr. Pepper. He had to drink 15 Dr. Peppers. So I didn't know if we should count JFK and RFK in a kill count. They don't actually get killed here. It's right. just mentioned. So they're not. Okay. We do have a kill count. You're only counting the kills that you see. Yeah, the kills that were kind of in the movie. Yeah. Like that wasn't in the movie. It was mentioned in the movie. Mm-hmm. So I have nine deaths in this movie. Most of them... In the war. In the war. Mm-hmm. I have one boob. <laughs> like, so needless. This is a PG-13 movie. Would have been PG without that boob. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Although the war scenes are pretty graphic. Yeah. This movie actually had a lot of special effects in it. It was um, famous for those scenes with the president where they got him in there, mm-hmm. which are not as good now. Like, you can tell those lips aren't exactly saying that shit. Yeah. Pretty fucking groundbreaking shit back then, though. Yeah. And it it still looks good. Yeah, it does. It's it's the whole lip movement thing that's really fucked up. Well, don't look at it. Yeah. You can get past it. It's nitpicky. So he graduates college and immediately joins the army, which, wow, that's a fucking bold move. I don't even think he it's would- It's normally the other way around. You go in the army to get free college. Yeah. Not him. He went to play fucking football at Alabama for free college and then joined the army. Mm-hmm. 
which I don't think he would have enlisted in the army having a bachelor's degree. I think they probably would have wanted to send him the OCS uh, or OTS or whatever the fuck it's called. I don't or know. Or OCS, Officer Candidate School. And like, would he have gotten drafted having that low of an IQ? It's weird to think he would get out of the draft because he has a low IQ and a bachelor's degree. Yeah, it is weird. So he only graduated probably because he played fucking football. Right. Which it's fine. That's mm-hmm. that's the fucking trade-off. Mm-hmm. He he probably could have went to the NFL, but I don't know how good of a job that was in the fucking early 60s. I don't think those guys got paid dick. I don't know. But Sam, that's where he meets Bubba. Yes, Bubba. He knows everything there is to know about from business. I don't know if Bubba's my favorite character in the movie, but he might be. Really? Yeah, I like him. He's just a fucking regular dude. I like Lieutenant Dan, too. <laughs> Same old shit as high school. Only one seat available next to Bubba. Bubba might also be slow, I wrote. Yeah. There's something a little bit wrong with Bubba. Yeah. It also might just be poverty and a poor education. Yeah. Because they live in a fucking shack. He does love shrimp, though. He knows everything there is to know about shrimp when business. Mm-hmm. And he knows everything you can make with shrimp. And he ends with, like, shrimp sandwich. He's like, that's it. I'm like, what? That's about it. I think I, I, you would think it'd be, like, something crazy, like, shrimp tartare or something fucking crazy. Then he's like, no, shrimp sandwich. It's like. You don't know what order he went in. He went in the weird order, because that would have been, like, number five for me, because I'd be out of, I'd be like, shrimp scampi. Cocktail shrimp. Popcorn shrimp. Shrimp kebabs. Shrimp kebabs. Shrimp stir fry. Shrimp sandwich. I'm out. So Gump is actually really good at being a private. He's good at all this shit. He's mm-hmm. very good attention to detail. He sets the record for like putting his fucking weapon together. Mm-hmm. He knows he's supposed he to got just... yelled at. Why'd you put that together so fast? Because you told me You to. told me to, Drill Sergeant. <laughs> Every time he, he talks to anyone that's above him, he screams, mm-hmm. which is what they want. So we have a boob, and that's where we see Jenny in a porno mag. Mm-hmm. Jenny is now a stripper or, like, a naked guitar player, singer lady. Mm-hmm. Which, if I was at a strip club, like, these guys were out of control. I wouldn't I wouldn't be thrilled. I'm like, well. Yeah. What the fuck's going on here? Um, fun fact, I've never been to a strip club. I don't like it. You don't like strip clubs or you don't like that you've never been? No, I don't like strip clubs. Huh. I don't like the idea of strip clubs. Yeah. Especially around here. I think maybe, like, if you go to Vegas and those huge strip clubs, those girls are probably making thousands of dollars a night. Mm-hmm. They're probably making good money. But around here, there's a lot of what I feel is desperation, sadness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You kind of know why everybody is stripping here. It's the same thing with bars. I grew up in a bar. We owned one. Just kind of makes me sad often. Mm-hmm. So some scumbag throws a drink on her and Forrest beats him up. Because that's what Forrest does whenever anybody is acts untowards towards Jenny. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, most of these are physical assaults, including this, is an assault. Yes. Jenny is ditching Forrest. And for his part, he's ditching her too. He's going off to Vietnam. But he promises the right. And, and he does. And he told her if he got in trouble, he would run. And he does. This is the war portion of the film. I like it. I like how they film this movie. So this is a bunch of little movies. Yeah. Okay? And I like it quite a lot. This is almost an anthology. 
like a bunch of little movies connected. Mm-hmm. Not really, because it's all the same character, and usually like the anthology yeah, movies take story. you from someone else's perspective and all that shit. It's all one story, but it is. You can put hard lines of demarcation in this movie. Young forest, college forest, war forest, shrimp boat forest. Right. You can do that, and it's all different movies. And he's kind of, kind of growing and different in all of them. Mm-hmm. But what's really cool about it is they're all time specific. In the war part of the movie, you get the best fucking soundtrack ever of war movies. All these songs are in every fucking Vietnam movie. Mm-hmm. Every movie that has anything to do with Vietnam has every one of these songs. They only forgot one. What? Gimme Shelter by the Rolling Stones. Oh. That's the only one they forgot. And that's in every Scorsese film, so they don't need it in this. It's in every Scorsese. Just watch any of them, and it's in there. And we start off with a classic, classic usage of Fortunate fortunate Son by Credence Clearwater Revival. It ain't me. Mm-hmm. It ain't me. I ain't no Senator's son. No. Love it. Love it. I fucking love it. That's a really good soundtrack. It, it is a good soundtrack. And it's cool because it mixes time periods. Mm-hmm. And this is when we meet Lieutenant Dan, who's walking around with some toilet paper, to eventually shit. Mm-hmm. He spends a lot of time not shitting for someone that has to shit. Well, he's a dude, so it takes him a while. So Lieutenant Dan's family tree starts our kill count with four quick kills. Mm-hmm. We actually had to rewind it because we weren't sure if it was three or four. Yeah. Turns out it was four. And we get another classic Vietnam song choice. Oh! Long the Watchtower! You don't have to sing them all. You don't know what I have to do. It's Compulsion by Jimi Hendrix. Love it. Forrest writes her basically every day like he said he would, and she never writes back. Because she's now a hippie. So she just rolls along to every single trend. Mm-hmm. She just follows every trend throughout the decades. All of them are unsuccessful. She's searching for something that is not her. Mm -hmm. So she's never in this movie her. And she's always running. She's always running. She does turn into a bird. Forest. Yep. Flies away. Just like she prayed for. That's why she's so miserable and why she never finds what she wants. Because she's not looking for what she wants. She's not looking for who she is. She's looking for who she wants to be so she can forget who she is. Mm Mm-hmm. It rains a lot, it finally stops, and they are immediately ambushed. Like, they were following them around in the rain this whole time, waiting for it to stop, and then they immediately ambush them. Forrest tries to find Bubba, but he finds Tex and gets him out of there. And another, and another, and then Lieutenant Dan, who does not want to go. He was very mad that he was rescuing him. Yes. Dan wants to stay, but as Forrest is saving him, running away. Something jumped up and bit him. Yes, right in the ass. In the buttocks. In the buttocks, you're right. It is not the ass. I'm sorry. How can I get that wrong? The buttocks. He does go back in one more time for Bubba, and he finds him. Bubba is in very bad shape. Yeah. Yeah, Bubba's not going to make it. He gets him out of there. Oh, Bubba. Yeah, he gets him out of there in the nick of time because they're napalm in the whole fucking jungle. But Bubba's too far gone. At least Bubba gets to go home and be buried. Forrest Gump got himself a million dollar wound. He never saw a dime in that. Nah, I guess the army must keep that. Mm-hmm. Didn't write that one down either. 
I'm not, I'm not totally. There's only one good thing about getting shot in the butt, though. What? All that ice cream. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, ice cream! I love when Lieutenant Dan <laughs> chucks it in the fucking bedpan. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, ice cream! So, yes, Lieutenant Dan has lost both of his legs, which, if you've seen this movie or if you've heard about Forrest Gump, you know. Which is so unfortunate because he was so upset about people and their feet. You got to take care of your feet, and yeah. I ain't got no feet. Yeah. You wouldn't think that's foreshadowing, but it is. It is. So make sure you change your socks. They take bring, care of your feet. Yeah, they bring Gump a ton of mail, and it's all return to sender mail that he sent the fucking Jenny. Yeah. And you're still saying she's not the villain here, right? She won't home. How did he, like you know he was sending them to, like to her grandma's house or whatever? So why didn't her grandmother keep them? You think your fucking grandmother wouldn't keep your mail? Maybe she's dead. This is where Forrest does fall in love, though, with table tennis. Forrest Gump is very good at everything he tries. Mm -hmm. He's very good at it. Mm -hmm. Lieutenant Dan blames Forrest for stealing his destiny, not letting him die in the field like the rest of his fucking family. Yeah. You can kind of understand why he's upset, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Especially since he was so obsessed about his feet. Now he ain't got none. No. Now he's, in his words, a cripple. Mm -hmm. Not my words. That is a quote. No, that's what he said about himself. Forrest is awarded the Medal of Honor, and he goes to show Lieutenant Dan, and Lieutenant Dan has been sent home, which is good, because Lieutenant Dan would have been fucking pissed. He's pissed later. Yeah. Not too pissed, though. Two weeks later, Forrest goes home as well, and he gets to meet his second president, Lyndon Johnson. Lyndon Johnson wanted to see his ass. Yeah. Forrest shows him it. Mm -hmm. Know something funny about Lyndon Johnson? Gay? No, what? no, fucking famously not. Then what? He well, Why this is kind of gay. This is actually kind of gay. Um, he had this massive dick, like this legendarily huge cock, right? And All he right. Used, he used to show it to people and stuff. Oh, is that why I wanted to see his butt? Yeah, because he's like, you want to see my massive fucking canteen dick that I have? It's the size of one of those Stanley Cups. He, used to sh he was the president and he would show his dick to everyone? Yeah, he's a fucking maniac. Huh. Yeah, huge dick Lyndon Johnson. That's why his last name was Johnson. He was named after his Oh my dick. god. Lyndon Baines Johnson. Forrest manages to get himself in the middle of an anti-war protest, and it is speech time. There's only one thing he can say about the war in Vietnam. Yep. I'm quoting the movie again. Someone unplugs all the speakers and you don't hear it. Mm -hmm. But it must have been moving because the guy that says fuck all the time yeah. was moved by it. Yeah. And he's the only one that fucking heard it. And there's Jenny. Jenny! Right in the water at the National Mall. So is the scene different now that you've been in that exact spot? I was there. And the whole time I was quoting this movie. <laughs> you were. <laughs> you guys. You were. Right there. Right there is where Jenny, she jumped into water. <laughs> and you wanted to go in that water. I did. It was gross looking, but. It is disgusting looking. It's it's bizarre, too, because you don't have to get very far from it for it to not look gross. Mm -hmm. It's it's a, it's like five, ten feet away. It does not look that fucking absolutely disgusting. It looks like sewage when you're right there, though. Mm -hmm. And you can't tell, like, how deep or shallow it is because it's got so much gunk inside Yeah, apparently of it. it's not very deep. No. She runs right through it. Right. But I don't know if you're allowed to run through it. I highly doubt it. Yeah, they probably got special permission. 
It was cool when we were there, though. There was like a prom going on, I think, or some yeah, kind of formal all, dance, was, and all the kids night. were there getting their pictures taken. Yeah. I thought that was cool. I liked it. I bet other people thought it was annoying. Yeah. I, I thought it was adorable. Like all the adorable. local kids were going to get their pictures taken before prom. I, I don't really get annoyed by kids like that. I'm happy to see him fucking living that time because it was fun when I lived it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I love that shit. So they're just peas and carrots again, Jenny and Forrest. Mm-hmm. They go to a Black Panther meeting. Where and... he beats up someone again yes. for hitting her. Yes. Jenny's super open-minded liberal boyfriend smacks her. So For- Forrest really beats the fuck out of this one. Yeah. And he professes his love to Jenny once again, but he's in the friend zone hard. Yeah, she said he doesn't know what love is. Which is bullshit. Yeah. He might not be a smart man, but he knows what love is. Right. And he apologized for getting into a fight in the middle of their Black Panther party. Mm-hmm. Like, he thought it was a party. Mm-hmm. Not that they're the party. Mm-hmm. Jenny leaves Forrest to go back with her abusive boyfriend. He gives her his fucking medal for some ungodly reason, too. And... She's, she, he's told her, you know what I would want you to do? Let's go back to Greenbow, Alabama. He did say that. and That's one of my favorite quotes of the whole movie. You wouldn't believe it. I wish this was on video because whenever she says it, she like says it with her whole body. Yeah. She rocks back and forth. She bounces. <laughs> She's so into even, it. Even like after the movie, you're like, did you like it? Or, or, no, you said, what did you think? And I said, I think you should go back to Greenbow, Alabama. And she did it again. <laughs> She's in her rocking chair. She's all over the fucking place right now. I love this movie. I love Forrest Gump. He got so good at ping pong, they put him on the U.S. ping pong team, and he even went to China. He even got to meet John Lennon. Mm-hmm. You know what he did for John Lennon? He taught Elvis how to dance, but he wrote the song Imagine for John Lennon. Imagine all the people. You don't have to sing. Okay. You already did. <clears throat> Lieutenant Dan makes an appearance, and he's seemingly home- homeless and quite bitter about the Medal of Honor. Yeah. He's also an alcoholic. Yeah, he's going through a difficult time. Yeah. Which is not, was not terribly uncommon for Vietnam veterans. This was, this was Correct. a very big thing in the 90s. And in in the 80s, I'm assuming, too. All of this is historically accurate. Fairly, yes. I don't think he taught John Lennon how to sing. Not not like that, but like timeline-wise and stuff. Right. Also, it's pretty fucking risky to meet Forrest Gump. (laughs) Yeah. Kennedy got shot. Lennon got shot. Wallace got shot. Lieutenant Dan got his legs blown off. Bubba got shot. He'd be careful around his motherfucker. Forrest stays with Dan for the holidays, and Dan says the day Forrest is a shrimp boat captain, he'll become his first mate. He did. He did, because you got to live up to your word. And we're back to freaking Jenny. She's not quite the hippie she was. New year, new star, a second She's chance. She's doing drugs. Yeah. They take two girls back to the hotel room. These fucking hound dogs. He didn't like her. She tastes like cigarettes. Yeah, so he, th- like, throws her. And then the other girl who's, like, about to fuck um, Lieutenant Dan in his wheelchair. Gets thrown. Because she calls him an idiot. She calls Forrest an idiot. Yeah. Was he stupid or something? Yeah. What'd you say? And he, like, fucking power bombs her like goddamn Psycho Sid onto the bed. He's very strong upper body. I'll say. (laughs) He has to. Well, yeah, he has no legs. He got no legs. Yeah. Lieutenant Dan is loyal to Forrest. 
even though he's jealous and somewhat bitter towards Forrest, he likes Forrest. Everyone likes Forrest. Mm -hmm. So after ping pong, we get to meet another president, Nixon this time. Nixon did not get killed. But he did set Forrest up with a nicer hotel than what he was staying at, the Watergate. Forrest manages to expose the Watergate break-in, mm -hmm. leading to President Nixon's resignation, a fate similar to death for Richard Nixon, I'm sure, who was extremely ambitious politician, a ruthless fucking politician. Mm -hmm. Also, a Republican, and people thought like, oh, this is a crazy Republican. By today's standards, kind of liberal. Service is up. Forrest is free. So, Forrest, I don't think, knew that his time in the army ended. Yeah. He seems shocked by this. So he just leaves, runs home. His mom's house is full of ping pong shit. It's all sponsorship stuff. But he does get $25,000 for telling a white lie. Yeah. And that means he can buy himself a shrimp boat. He hadn't named the boat, so he's been having a hard time catching shrimp. But when he does decide to name it, he names it the most beautiful name in the whole wide world. Of course he did. Jenny, who is now in a cocaine and disco. Yeah. Once again, hitting every trend. She considers jumping off a balcony. This is the second time she stared into the abyss in this movie. Yeah. But she does not do it. Back to Forrest, though. Guess who shows up? Lieutenant Dan! Yeah, Lieutenant Dan. he does Dan. the thing. Yeah, he does moves. the way which you do that. You still wave like that? Uh-huh. And anytime I go to the ocean, I stand like that. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Forrest jumps off the boat and swims to him. Jenny. Still with the boat going. Leaves, he didn't even cut the boat. Jenny leaves leaves him, leaves without him, as as per usual. That's what Jenny does. She mm -hmm. just abandons Forrest. <laughs> Comes a fucking ghost ship. And he, Lieutenant Dan said he thought he'd try out his sea legs. And Forrest said, but you ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> He said, I know that. <laughs> Forrest Duncan jokes. <laughs> That's one of my favorite quotes, too. Even with this partnership, they're having a tough time finding shrimp. And who would have guessed? What does Lieutenant Dan know about shrimp? Nothing. No, nothing. Dan suggests praying for shrimp. This seemingly doesn't help, but it does bring about the perfect storm. God showed up. Yeah. Only one vote survived, Forrest's, because it was in the storm in the ocean, instead of yeah. docked. Now shrimping is easy. It was a hurricane. Get it? Shrimping is easy. Dun, 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 dun. Mm -hmm. They big shrimping. <laughs> he made so much money, he owns the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. And the dickhead on the bench laughs at him because he doesn't <laughs> we believe him. next to a millionaire. Yeah, little does he know that he has like a Fortune magazine cover with him and Lieutenant Dan on it. Right. He showed it to the lady then. Lieutenant Dan says he never thanked him for saving his life. He, he doesn't. Still didn't. No, yeah, he, he just jumps not. in the ocean. And... He, he continues. But he made his peace with God that day. Yes. And he jumps in the water with no legs. Mm -hmm. What do you call a man with no legs in the water? What? Bob. <laughs> Forrest's mom is sick, so he jumps off the boat, swims to shore, and then runs home. I don't know if Forrest is really in tune with modern transportation. He runs everywhere. He, he doesn't need nothing else. He could get there faster if he just took a bus. She is dying, and she is very blunt about that. Yeah, I'm dying for us. He said, why? She said, it's just my time. It's I part guess, of life. I guess that's a good way to fucking look at it. Everybody does it. The lady on the bench with Forrest now loves his story so much that she just doesn't get on her bus. Mm -hmm. There'll be another one along shortly. Which is another good way to look at life. Listen to a story. Stop and smell the roses. Roses smell like poo. Ooh, ooh, 
<laughs> Gump is so rich. He just gives money away, including to Bubba's family. Mm-hmm. He gives Bubba's family 50% of his share. And now they got white people serving them shrimp. Yeah. I wouldn't even eat fucking shrimp if I was them. You still eat pizza? I ate so much fucking pizza. For his part, he's just cutting grass for free because he has so much money. He likes doing That's how rich I want to be, cutting grass for free money. Like cutting other people's grass for free money just because I'm like, I like you. I'll cut your fucking grass for free. That's a good amount of money to have. But at night... He still thinks about Jenny. That's all he'd do. And wouldn't you know who shows up to Gazillionaire Gump's home? She just was there. What a surprise. She slept. Like she ain't slept in years. She probably hasn't. All that fucking cocaine. Yeah, she probably needed a detox. Yeah, this is her normal human being phase. They seem to be getting along well. She just, like you said, sleeps a lot. Mm-hmm. Regardless, they're peas and carrots again. She even bought him those nasty ass shoes that he was still wearing at the end. Mm-hmm. They weren't nasty ass then, though. They were nice. Yeah, she bought him brand new running shoes. I don't know where she got any money from. Probably his money. Probably. Forrest proposes. She agrees he'd be a good husband, but she gives him the all, it's not you, it's me. Mm. And he said, why don't you love me? She and says she does. To, well, they went to bed. Yeah. Without her saying anything, because walking outside. And then she came to his room like she always does when it's storming outside, and she said she does love him. Mm-hmm. And they have sex. Mm-hmm. And then what does she do? She runs. Flees. Yeah. She runs the She's a runner. Off. Like always. Not the villain, though, right? She's she is awful, traumatized. Okay, she's broken. She is a broken soul, and she is she's broken on a mission to break Forrest Gump. No, she's not. He's so good. He is so good. It's why he does not deserve any of this. He loves her even though she's so broken, and she loves him even though he's not a smart man. Yeah, but he he is a billionaire. (laughs) That helps. She loved him before that, when he yeah, was in braces in his legs, when he first went to school. In a funny She's way always loved him. She's just been broken. It's hard for her to do it. There is a push to say that Jenny's not the villain now. She's 20, not. She's broken. I am the push. She is a ghoul to this man. She doesn't know how to be any better, and she doesn't think she deserves anything good. And he is good. He's all good. Maybe she should give it a try. She doesn't know how. She just thinks she deserves it. Look at what she's had to deal with her whole life. She thinks that's what she deserves. Okay, Forrest Gump doesn't deserve this either. He doesn't deserve to be he ran can't out. Help. He can't help you, he loves her. <clears throat> he is an intellectually disabled man, and she is almost abusing him. She's running. Forrest feels like running. And boy, does he fucking run. Mm-hmm. He runs to the end of the street, and he thought, well, I'll just run to the end of the county, or, yeah, and then he got there and figured he'd, no, no, in the street, in the town, in the county, in the state, and then he just ran until he hit a, a ocean, and mm-hmm. he turned around and ran until he hit another ocean, mm-hmm. and he did that a couple times. That's far. Yes, yeah, pretty far, yeah. Two years and ten months or something he ran. Something like that. I think it was three years, actually. Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. It was years that he ran. And he does all kinds of shit while he's running there, too. Like, invents shit happens, mm-hmm. which is very popular back then. 
And the smiley face t-shirt. The have a nice day smiley face t-shirt. Also very popular back then. Even fucking Mick Foley had like a have a nice day smiley face t-shirt. And he'd say, have a nice day. Mm-hmm. He has a whole posse of runners. He ran for three fucking years. And he just stops. I'm pretty tired. think I'll go home now. How deje- how dejected would you be if you were one of those dozens of people he he abandons in the desert? How did he get home? Did he just walk home then? Yeah, he didn't run anymore. He just walked home. Well, he didn't like get a bus or a cab. He just I don't know. Walked home. Who knows? Maybe he took a bus. He when running. he was hungry, he ate. When he was tired, he slept. When he had to go, he he went. He went. See, I didn't write that down either. <laughs> he got himself a letter from Jenny asking him to come to Savannah, which is why we're here waiting for the bus. Mm-hmm. Jenny's house, right down the street, six blocks away. He'd been sitting here for two hours and twenty minutes. <laughs> 22 minutes. Waiting. Well, not yet 20 minutes, 20 minutes. Waiting for this bus when he could have just walked to her house right down the street. What's with this bus, too? The boy ran all the way across the country. He could not walk a couple of blocks. What city bus do you have to wait two hours for? I don't even know. That ain't true. Ain't no city bus on a two-hour schedule. Right. When we were in Vegas, imagine if we had to wait two hours for the bus. I bet you could walk most of Savannah in two hours <laughs> from one end to the other. That's how fucking far can Savannah be? Especially this guy. He could run it. Mm-hmm. He, lo- he ran like the wind blows. Jenny's happy to see him. She's now apologizing. Knock at the door and there's a kid here. Mm-hmm. Jenny. The I see dead people kid. Yeah. Jenny is a mama. Your mama. His name is Forrest. Like his daddy. Yes, he got a daddy named Forrest. <laughs> He's so dumb. Oh, my fucking God. You're That's almost daddy. too far. So, yeah, she kept this kid away from him for all these years as well for no reason. Oh, my God. <clears throat> he was running across the United States. Mm-hmm. How was she supposed to get a hold of him? How? Well, no one else had a fucking problem finding him. Follow the six dozen fucking people and running behind him. how was she supposed him. to do that with a kid when she's working as a fucking waitress? Paycheck to paycheck. How is she supposed to go find Forrest walking or running across the United States? She could not. She did the best she could. She sent it to his house. When he got home, he got the letter. Okay? Oh, kid was more than three years old. Whatever. Jenny is sick. She potentially has AIDS. That's at least the implication here, I think. Either AIDS or hepatitis. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like both, it's cancer, or right? They were like both that. big back then, especially and, AIDS. And but, she, but was both using, she was using she intravenous was per- drugs, right? She was using IV drugs. She was uh, promiscuous, and it. She said that the boy wasn't sick, right. so it didn't cross. Which AIDS in, wouldn't, right? Or potentially wouldn't, and hepatitis potentially wouldn't, right? Depending on how she had the baby, correct? So. And also, I'm guessing she had it when she had sex with Forrest, and that's why when she came, like, that's why she came back to, like, detox and stuff, and it's way less likely for a man to get it from a female. Right. And Forrest is okay. Right. But it is ambiguous. It's just widely accepted. 
that it's AIDS. Yeah, it's in one the of, movies. Yeah, it's now, one of the two. In the books, it is said it's hepatitis. Really? Yes. But I think AIDS was more of a cause when this came out. Mm-hmm. Late so 90s, that's especially why they didn't, in, like, in say like the acting what it was. community. Yeah. It could have been either. Yes, but they left it ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Now she's proposing to him. So they have to go get married. Mm-hmm. And where do they get married? At his house. Where's his house? Oh, in Greenbow, Alabama. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> Lieutenant Dan is here. He has new legs and a new lady who... I'm wondering if she's supposed to be Vietnamese. Hmm. Like, coming full circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. And Jenny, Jenny finally leaves him one last time. She died, bro. I know. This one hurts him the most, though, because he knows it's forever. Yeah. God, it was... I have seen this so many times, and it is still so sad when he sits there talking to her at the end god yeah it's gut-wrenching so sad like i mm, tears me up it gets me too because like i have done that i have like talked to someone jenny not jenny other people plenty of other people at this point but yeah it's so sad he buries her under their tree so sad he says he misses her, and he starts crying. I'm just like, Phew. it's so tears bad. me up. It's so bad. So he puts the kid on the bus to school, and away blows that damn feather. I'm assuming Forrest sits there all day, right, waiting for yeah, the kid I mean, to come back. Yeah, he said he was gonna be there when he got back. Right, but you could go do anything else. Yeah, he's gonna sit there. Uh-huh. What else is he gonna do? He's a millionaire. He got he cut to some do. fucking grass or something. And that's Forrest Gump, one of the greatest movies ever made, in my opinion. Yeah, which is perfect for why it would be. Worthy of the 100th episode. Yep. Uh, I think it's safe to say no one will be surprised that this movie was successful. And it was more than just monetarily successful. This was part of culture. This was part of the zeitgeist. You know none of our kids have seen this movie. We are terrible parents. Yeah, they probably all should. This is one of those movies that really ingrained itself, though. Like, this was the most popular thing in America. Even, like, making fun of it mm-hmm. was was so popular. Yeah, the run, forest run thing. People... Was- People Decades. still say that. Yeah. You still say that. Mm-hmm. Kids who have never seen this movie will say that if someone takes off running. They'll scream, run, Forrest, run. I wonder. And they don't even know why. I wonder if we'll ever see a movie popular like this again. I don't know. That it becomes part of the culture like to that extent that it did. Like, we'd go to Wildwood. And all all those t-shirt shops in Wildwood, mm-hmm. they all existed back then, too. Mm-hmm. Same shit. They, they just change what the shirts are. Same fucking scam mm-hmm. over and over and over for eternity. We'll give you buy one, get one free, $10. But you have to pay for the fucking design. Right. The, the shirt's $10, yeah. but you have to pay for the design. Like they're licensing it. Right. They're like, that's $40 because we got to pay Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. But it's the same scam forever, but there would be Forrest Gump. Life is like a roll of toilet paper. All that shit on these fucking shirts. Mm-hmm. It was so popular. If you end up on a Wildwood, New Jersey boardwalk bootleg shirt, you've made it. Yeah. You're there. If someone is acting as if they're making shirts for you and paying you for it, you have made it. And Forrest Gump fucking made it. Mm-hmm. The Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Is a huge business. There's one in Times Square. 
Maybe we'll go. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Who knows? It has nothing to do with this movie. Somehow it exists. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they have to pay licensing or what, but it's wild that it came after this movie and it has nothing to do with it. But it was a massive success at the box office. It made $678.2 million on a budget of $55 million. It won six Academy Awards, including Best Picture. Well deserved, especially in 1994. Mm-hmm. It was the second highest grossing movie of 1994, missing the top spot by $1.1 million, which is nothing when we're talking about $600 million. What was the number one grossing movie in 1994? You love this movie. Titanic? No. Then I don't know. That was not 1994. I don't remember. It's Disney. Disney in 1994? And it is a cartoon, so it's not some other Disney movie. What were you watching as a 10-year-old? I don't know. The Lion King. What? The Lion King didn't come out until 1994. Wow. I can quote that whole movie. Yes, you can. I've seen the it. The whole movie. When did I see The Lion King for the first time? About three years ago? That's insane to me. That is insane. It's kind of insane to me, too. Like, that is weird. Because it's not as if I was like, I don't watch any Disney movies. I've seen Aladdin. I've seen the fucking Jungle Book. You know what I mean? I've seen all yeah. these movies. I just never saw that I one. I can quote that I played entire that, movie. I played that fucking hard-ass video game for the <laughs> Sega Genesis, I think. And had never seen the movie. Yeah. That's crazy. And it was about five years ago. Yeah, I guess. Still far too long. Yeah. My mid-30s. There was a potential sequel in the works for this movie based on the second book, which would kind of go into, it's it's weird. The movie is kind of like, recognizes that they made a movie about his life. So the sequel to his movie kind of plays off the fact that they made the first movie. Don't know how it would have been. Don't know what it would have looked like. Hmm. I'm glad they didn't. They were talking about it in the middle. It's based on the second book, so I don't know. I don't know how good the second book is. Then 9-11 happened. Oh, okay. And the principals, like the author of the book, the director of the movie, and Tom Hanks said, this isn't even really relevant anymore. We don't live in that America anymore, which is true. We do not live in 90s America anymore. All the technology and everything, you can blame some of that. 9-11 is what did it. Yeah. It tore this country apart. Mm -hmm. Came together for a couple months there, and that was kind of the last hurrah. We've hated each other since. Which is really a shame, because the 90s were fucking awesome. Despite all the shit that happened then, the 90s were awesome. So I gave it five stars. I'm sure you're not surprised. It's amazing. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. Not according to critics. Forrest Gump has a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. Fuck them. Shockingly low. I could not believe this wasn't 95 or higher. Audience score, 95%. There you go. So the audience had some sense. And they usually have more sense than the critics. It's usually how it goes. So the 100th episode, this was a good one for it. Odd for a horror podcast. It's not a horror movie when I pick. Correct. But very fitting. And at least we both loved it. Mm-hmm. So I had fun watching it. I had fun doing the podcast. Do you have anything else to add? Yeah. What? Whoa, what? 
why don't you go back to Greenbow, Alabama? Fitting. Say goodbye, Carolyn. <laughs> goodbye, Carolyn.